Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We're super excited today to be able to talk to my friend, Michelle, out in Florida. And Michelle Mosher is with us today. She is with uh, South Shore Insurance, and she has been a rock star with IAOA and lots of other areas. And I'm really excited to be able to talk to her today. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Teresa, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. You know, guys, we were just talking just a second ago and it is Friday and here in Dallas, it is 1242, which means that it is 142 her time. So she is counting down the week. So it can't, you know, outside of the end of this a couple hours later, it is good. We are all good. We're ready to uh, shut down for the weekend and enjoy ourselves. So tell me a little bit about you as we uh, get to know you a little bit better. So you already told people who I am and where I was. Specifically, I am in the Tampa area, um, just a little bit east of Tampa and Florida. I am a Florida girl. I was born on the East Coast um, in Massachusetts and, and ended up in Florida in third grade. So I've been here pretty much forever. I did move away for a while um, and then got smart and realized it's cold. <laughs> so I came home. Um I've been the owner of this agency, South Shore Insurance Professionals, since March of 2014. So we just celebrated our seven-year anniversary. I've been in the insurance business longer than I care to admit because it talks about how old I am. But I started in insurance in 1994. Um, I went to work for a state farm agent. My former husband had been transferred to the eastern shore of Maryland. And the state farm agent there was hiring and I needed a job. And that's kind of how that happened. Um, I went through the process through State Farm to become a State Farm agent because I thought that was the thing to do. And I moved to, of all places in the whole country I could go, I went to New Haven, Connecticut, where it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens when you go to Connecticut. Um, and opened an agency and decided after a couple years that Captive agency wasn't for me. Um, I was giving away a lot of business to the guy across the street who had all of these companies he could write for. And I was like, man, I'm missing the mark on something. Um, and I couldn't really make my own decisions. It was the Friday after Thanksgiving and I was working and I was mad because I was working. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked for a new job. As I forget it, I'm out. Um, and I went to work for an auto insurance company and the business development side of of the business and worked there for nine years. Um, but ultimately with them moved back to Florida and developed some agency relationships, obviously, which led me to work for an independent agent whose book I was supposed to buy and that kind of fell apart. So one day my father-in-law said, why don't you just do it? Like, mm, I can't do it. He said, you're doing it now for somebody else. Why don't you just do it? Sure. He, he was, he was right. So here we are. Seven and a half years later, I missed a beat. I love it. So is it, I know, I know it's different, but is it, what, what have you found that surprised you the most about being a business owner that you didn't expect? I mean, there's lots out there. I'm, you know, I know that there's tons of answers to that question, but what has surprised you most? 
that we're not hungry. <laughs> it's working. Whatever it is we're doing is working. And I had a different experience um, at State Farm. So the ability to be able to be independent, I think, is what really works the best for me. Mm. Options and choices, even though we're in Florida and options are kind of screwy right now, um, at least for homeowners. Um, and I have the ability to pick and choose what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. At State Farm, it was, you know, here's your product portfolio. This is what you got and, and do it. When I left State Farm, I swore I would never sell another life insurance policy. And I don't have to because I get to make that decision. And that's probably been the best part. Yes. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's people awesome. People who do what we don't want to do or what we don't do well. And they're the people for that. Right. Right. I think that's really important is to hire people who do what you don't do well, you know, to be able to build a team with a variety of skills. And I'm really focusing on that rather than just hiring, you know, I mean, we, we get kind of desperate as a business owner that we really, really need help, right? We're, we're, we're desperate. We need a, you know, a day off. We need to go home and not feel like we've been run over by a Mack truck, right? We need to enjoy getting out of bed some days because we're so exhausted to get up and do it all again. Sometimes we put the wrong butt in the wrong seat because they don't have a complementary skill set to what it is that we bring to the table. I think that's for me, I think one of the things that as a business owner, I've had to learn the most is that not, not to be desperate, right? I mean, kind of to be able to have people do their job, but to, to get the right people doing their job. It's hard. I mean, staffing is probably, so you talk about, you know, the one thing that I, didn't think about that has, you know, that's worked. What hasn't really worked well for me is staffing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a struggle all the time, um, especially post pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I know I preach to everybody out there who owns or runs a business or who hires people. It's impossible to get people to come to work. And we're struggling with that right now. And our service has declined because of that. Cause right. I'm one person with one other part-time heavy part-time, but part-time uh, non-resident agent who lives in another state. And it's just she and I. You can only do so many things in a 12 or 14 hour period of time, which is what it feels like. I work every single day. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's it is when you go home and you're tired and you're exhausted, you know, and then you have to do it the next day and you know that you're going to be tired and exhausted because you got another 12 to 14 hours, you know, that's super hard. And a husband um, and a kid and dogs and a cat. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not to mention life. Exactly. Exactly. So how do you create that balance? I mean, what do you do to try to create that balance? Because I know we're both in a group called Women of IAOA, and it's, and we talk a lot in there about balance and trying to not be exhausted, maybe take a vacation, take time with our family. Um, we did a, a, a virtual assistant um discussion the other day and somebody was somebody you know was rocking their baby while they were while they were on the webinar and then you know and Denise um Bravo and I we, we were we were on there and she was taking her kid to the to the dentist and you know we 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 have to balance all these things and especially as a woman we have different roles in our family you know I mean we can we can always have other people do those roles but a lot of us we enjoy those roles right like taking our right. to do this and you know, being, you know, those being that person in those roles, how do you find the ability to balance that and be a business owner? What do you use? 
I, I don't. Why? <laughs> uh, <wine? laughs> um, I don't. And I, I find myself this year has been the biggest struggle for that for me because I'm also becoming a caregiver for my parents. Mm. And I'm an only child. It's not, I guess in my head, it's something I expected, but not, I wasn't ready. I don't know if you're ever ready, but so I don't have good time management or me time or, or good ways to, to manage. I just, I just go until I can't go anymore. And then I get up and do the same thing the next day. You know, I take a break and go home and cook dinner and hang with my family for a little bit. And then I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and doing replacement cost estimators. <laughs> so true. But what, do you, what else do you do? Yeah. 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 And I think I always talk about the fact that, and, and I actually just, I think I did a podcast this past week about it. Um, and it's just about, we can have it all, but it doesn't mean we have all of it at the same time is that, you know, when we're with our mom or our dad, right. And you're caring for your parents, just be, just be present and be there. Right. When you're at work, be there. Right. And don't be mentally taking care of your parents or, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm the queen of, of, of multitasking. That's what I would say. I'm the queen of multitasking. Cause I love like I, my brain, get so bored when I'm not doing five different things that I can't focus on any one thing. It's completely ADD. And, um, but I also have found that I'm really fo- trying to focus more on being in the moment of where I am listening to those things around me. So that way I can be in the moment because to me that that's almost like a form of self-care because if I'm not, um, if I'm too distracted and if I'm too crazy all over the place, then I feel like I'm letting other people down because I'm not doing my very best. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. So, and I know that not only do you have, like you said, taking care of your family and your parents and and all this other stuff, you're also in the state of Florida. So you have all that chaos and mayhem going on. Talk to us a little bit about that. Chaos and mayhem is a very nice description of what's (laughs) the state of Florida right now. Um, so funny. I have a, a girlfriend who's also in women of IAOA, um, Michelle Horowitz, who is not far from me in Clearwater, very dear friend. And I, we were chatting the other day and I sent her, there's some legislation in Tallahassee about auto insurance reform. And she's like, I had no idea. I'm like, I had no idea either because which, and you would think we would know these things and be on top of it, but homeowners has been just the driving force of everything we do for the last year. Um, we're seeing rates increase 40, 50, 60, 70% from some carriers. Um, and like I mentioned to you before we started, I, I received an email yesterday from a carrier who has decided that they will only take a house uh, if the roof is five years old or newer, no matter what the material. So tile, shingle, metal, they don't care if it's over five years old, the risk is ineligible. And we're getting that a lot. And here we are on the 23rd of April. And it's going to be hurricane season in like six weeks. So super fun. Wow. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's a, I don't know if I can say bad words. It's a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got it. You got it. You can bleep me as you need to, but it's terrible. Uh, I have never seen the market like this. Um, along with that five-year newer 
five-year or newer roof thing came a 14.8% additional rate increase. Wow. Um, and it's probably the fourth one they filed in the last year. And they're getting approved. So we've got some issues from a standpoint of assignment of benefits um, and roof fraud that is just making companies not want to do business here. Um, they're losing their butts. And, you know, we all know what, what that means when they're paying out more money in claims and the way our legislation is written. It's not even so much the actual claim, but the way that our legislation is written, attorneys get fee multipliers on top of their hourly rate. A fee multiplier? Uh-huh. Oh my to goodness. take on a case. And that's where, so they're paying claims that may be erroneous claims that they wouldn't necessarily pay, but it's cheaper to pay it than it is for it to go to court because the attorneys will take that case in a heartbeat and they're making bank and you might get a new roof, but the attorney might have pocketed 50 or 60 grand for your new roof. Oh my goodness. It's, it's terrible. That is insane. So is there any extortion? It is. It is. Is there any type of legislation or any way that they're trying to fix it? There is. We've got a bill in the House and a bill in the Senate um, to try to, to rectify some of it. A part of that bill, and I think we talked about it when I first came on the call, um, when I said something about the five-year and you said, what does the roof schedule look like after that? We don't have those here. Yeah, because I mean, here, I mean, there's there's a roof schedule after you get above a certain level, but that is insane that you guys don't even have one at all. No, and they tried to pass that in this house bill and the house has taken that part of, so it went to an ACV at some point um, and the house took that out of the, out of their part of the bill. So. Because yeah. at least then they'd have some coverage, you know? So what they're saying is after five years or whatever the, the company's determination, then there's just no coverage at all for the roof. They're covered right now, but like coming in new business and we've gotten so many people shopping. I get quote requests every single day from people that are not our clients who have com companies elsewhere and they have seen their rate go up and they're shopping. And it's like, I can't, but you know, your house is built in 2008 and it's still your original roof. And I I might have two companies that would look at that. So are they competitive to what your renewal is? We can look. You just, I mean, you can't. Yeah, but I mean, why would, how, I, I'm just, I have so many things going on in my head right now. I mean, if, if people could look at me, I'm just like, my hands are all over my face. So, I mean, how do you, how do you explain to a client at that point that if they change carriers, that they're going to lose coverage, but yet at the same point, they have to pay the 40, 50, 60% increase because are there other companies that are more competitive? I mean, are they finding that price break? And especially are agents explaining in a correct way what the, the non-grandfathered policy is and what they may be losing by moving? Does that make sense? Well, at this point, they're not losing yet. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, hey, do you have anything better? I have one client whose rate went from $2,256 this year and his renewal is $44.88. Wow. And he said, uh, what else you got? Nothing. Nothing better. It's an older home. The roof is not old, but it's old from a standpoint of what our carriers think this year. I think it's 12 years old. Um, nobody wants it. So I think you should stay right where you are. But that's, wow. you know, 
$2,000 or $2,200 $2, difference in a year. Huge. Huge. payment. Yeah. Yeah. It's 200, 200 bucks a month. You know, that that person's, you know, in, um, right. you know, going to have to spend just on the homeowner's insurance of an increase from last year. So what is there, is there any type of regulation on the roofing industry out there or whatever? I know in Texas, there's no regulation on the insurance, on the, on the roofing. Right now. They've got lobbyists and a roofer. I learned from, from American Integrity is one of our homeowners companies who really has been the forefront company in keeping agents aware of what's going on with all this mess. Um, and one of the calls I was on, maybe it was like last quarter's call, uh, they had indicated something about the roofers, in the roofing lobbyists in Tallahassee. I'm like, what? Yeah. So they're trying to get this stuff to stop. But what we see is door knockers, you know, roof companies, roofing companies that just target neighborhoods where the houses were, you know, 16, 17 years old and telling them that they could get a new roof if they just file a claim. So they don't even have to have damage. I mean, isn't there some sort of validation and verification that there's damage before the insurance company will even pay out? So the insurance company will go out there and take a look at it. American Integrity has done a really good job. Um, they hired roofing engineers and said, you know, we're going to we're going to really investigate this. When you tell me you have a hail claim and the hail is only on the flat part of the roof, but not on the edges where your guy might walk with stuff on the bottom of his shoes, except that he would fall down. Um, then we're not paying those claims. But then we have that flip side of if it gets taken to court, they're paying for it anyway. Wow. So it's it's just been. Ugly. Yeah. Um, Citizens is our state-funded carrier. They're the carrier of last resort. I've written more business with them this year than I have in seven years combined. Wow. Wow. What is their and, coverage like? <laughs> not optimal, right? It's not, it's no. Not optimal. They limit liability. They um, they have a, a surcharge ability to, so if we have a bad storm and they don't have enough money, they can surcharge a policy in the middle of the policy term. No way. 5%. Wow. So then as an agent, you think, so what's better is, so, you know, when you look at an ENS policy, which we've got a couple ENS homeowners companies, and you have to fill out this diligent effort form that says, you know, you've offered everything. Well, have you? I mean, do you offer citizens? Do you offer ENS? Like, it's sometimes a battle in my head as to yeah. everything and you figure it out. Wow. But wow. It's, um, it's not been fun. No, no. And I'm sure that you guys have just so much work to do through that process too, to be able right. to help people determine there's not another option for you. But yet at the same point, you had to take an hour, 45 minutes at least to be able to figure that out for them and help them to understand it and figure it out as well. Because most people want, to at least see that you've got options. So what we do at my agency is we'll go ahead and we'll just plug everything back through easy links and then just try to see kind of what the indications are. Right. And then we try to have a conversation based on that, but even that process is going to take 20 minutes. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, so I do have, um, I have a former employee who does some, some 1099 or virtual assistant work for me, um, helping with these requotes because I just, they're crazy. She wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't ready for a virtual assistant at that point. And I don't know, this year we kind of got back together and I was like, so maybe we should chat about this. <laughs> like, just help me dig out of this hole. Yes. 
So we've one thing that we've really embraced in this agency is technology. Oh, good. The majority of our business doesn't come from the phone or walk-in, but it does come from website requests. And about 39% of my business comes from Facebook neighborhood pages, um, where just our clients drop our name in there. And people are asking every day now about insurance. But we'll get these website requests. And I've really um, had to rework my forms to make sure that we're asking questions that help us figure out, are we wasting everybody's time? Right. Or not, um, you know. So I try to. I have a, a standard message that I reply when somebody's looking for information, and it's always a consistent message with the link to our form. And if they fill the first few questions, is um, what's the age of the roof? Right. If we can't get past that, then I don't want them to waste their time. I don't want to waste my time. Um, but it's really been a struggle from that standpoint of, you know, if you come to me, I had somebody come to me today, the roof is in 1994 and they said, just write it X wind. And I was like, but, but I don't have a company that'll do that. Right. Like, I mean, you still have to be eligible <laughs> and then, you know, X wind is a whole nother conversation. Recommend it. Um, but I can't, I, I can't get past a 1994 flat roof. Like right. that's not happening. Mm-mm. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Wow. So what types of questions do you ask to be able to do that? I didn't know you said the age of the roof, but then at that point, do you just like, if they come back in and they say, Hey, this is an older roof, whatever, you just pretty much go, boop, <laughs> sorry, we do not have any markets that meet your, I mean, how do you kind of approach that conversation with the client, especially on a kind form? Of. Um, so we communicate by email and they get, so when they do our website form, we have a advisor of all website, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they do the form and it sends them back a message that lets them know that we're working on it. And I try to pull those, right? Because I don't want to necessarily pay somebody to do them either. Like, I don't want to waste my VA's time when I'm a per file pricing. Yeah. Like, oh, 1994 roof, let me spend an hour and a half on that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we reach out to them and just with a phone call and say, you know, hey, thanks for sending this in let's talk about a few things on here. You know, is there a plan? Is there a plan to replace the roof? Is there a plan? But that's a stupid conversation when you're talking about somebody whose house was built in 2008. 
no, and there's not a plan. I talked to myself personally. My house was built in 2008. No, I don't have a plan to replace my roof. Because it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not damage. And, that, not, and that that is, it doesn't have any, nothing. Nothing is wrong with it. Because it doesn't hail at my house, apparently. <laughs> and that is really a hard thing for clients, I think, when they don't have the damage, but yet they're being penalized for the fact that they haven't replaced their roof. They haven't right. had a claim, you know, but then they become ineligible for so many different carriers and or quality coverage in so many different right. areas. It's just such a, a, a problem for good clients that are really, really good clients, you know, that pay the high premiums because the area that they live in, right. Whether or not right. it's, it's it, it, you know, maybe just their house for whatever reason has not had the hail damage or they haven't had any issues because of it. So, I mean, how, I don't know. I never, I never quite know how to really talk to a client about that because yeah, you've been a really good person. Your roof is in good condition. Your house is in good condition, but because you didn't file a claim because you didn't need a roof, we're going to penalize you for not filing a claim and not getting a new roof. So then it makes everybody, every time you have a hailstorm, get a roofer who knocks on their door to get up on their roof and find damage so that they don't lose the coverage. It it's makes them think twice. No, and I want to just, get, I want to go back. So my, the clients that are there are not necessarily losing coverage. Um, it's just new business coming in. Like the new business guideline is no. Now, what we've also seen, though, too, with some of this roofing fraud and American Integrity has had kind of a lot of this is they've done such a good job with hiring roofing engineers to go out and take a look at the damage that if it's not damaged based on a roof and it's just or based on a claim and it's just a 16 or 17 year old roof that has seen its normal lifespan in Florida, now they want you to replace it. And that's a can of worms you might not and I have that conversation every day. Let's talk about what that means because somebody knocked on your door and you came home and you saw, well, first of all, if somebody knocked on your door and you didn't call them, that would be my first, you know, we kind of talked through that. <laughs> like, let's find right. some <laughs> um, But if you go forward and process that claim, basically what you're telling the insurance company is your house is damaged and you have a duty to repair whether they're going to pay for it or not. So if you're not ready to replace your roof out of your own pocket, but you're going to go with this little door hanger dude who says he can get you it, then, then go ahead, but you may be buying your own roof. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and don't if, recommend it. Do they ever do like partial payments? Because in Texas, we find that they're like, oh, there's only hail on maybe one direction of your roof, right? Like maybe only on one section of your roof. So then they, they say, oh, well, we're only going to pay out a certain portion of your roof, but... Number one, the roofer can't only replace a portion of the shingles and only a portion because they all lay on top of each other, right? right? And so they can't do that. But then on the other side of it, if they know you have damage on one portion of their roof, then they'll go ahead and they'll issue a cancellation for the whole homeowner's insurance policy because then they know that you didn't replace a roof that has damage, you know? So they're still in that really difficult situation. Do you guys, I mean, do you guys see very much of that? Because I know that's what we see here in Texas. I don't. It's typically the whole roof and they'll get an ACV payout until the, until the replacement is done and then they'll get the, the depreciate or the, the recoverable depreciation on it. Um, I just caution them against doing it. Yeah. 
especially when somebody knocked on their door, unless they're ready to replace it and they're going to just give it a shot. Um, but it's the, the tougher conversation is the, well, my house is 15 years old and my roof is 15 years old, but there's nothing wrong with it. Why would I replace it if, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with my roof? I get that. I totally understand that. But right now, then the best thing for you to do is stay where you are because you have full replacement value. They're not canceling you, whatever the case might be. Um, then you don't have another option. Right. But then you have to pay the 60% increase or whatever it is that your parents are giving you, you know, so you don't file a claim. Your, your roof is fine. You know, it's fine, but yet you're going to have the 40, 50, 60% increase. And yet you're not even going to be able to file a claim because of the concept that there's no damage. And, you know, you don't want to let them know that there might be, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's right. <laughs> it's just, I mean, oh my goodness. Oh my well, goodness. Florida. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, you got beaches, you got sun, but you, you know, you also got, you know, all the roofing issues and all that. We so, do. And, you know, we write a lot of business from, from other agent referrals. Um, obviously you had mentioned I it was one of the first 25 or 30 people in IAOA been in that group for, right. for a day. Um, and it's amazing. And it's been an amazing source of, of information overload in my head. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's also been an amazing source of referral business for me. Um, but, you know, when I talked to another agent in another state who said, you know, hey, I, I, I sent you over, you know, Teresa, and she called me back and told me about the rate. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to Florida. <laughs> but it is, right? Exactly. Um, and it's And it's that way on auto insurance, too. I mean, our auto insurance is some of the most expensive in the country. Wow. Um, we have a lot of auto insurance PIP fraud, so it's our, our only no-fault coverage. And that new bill that I knew nothing about is uh, trying to take that away. We don't have mandatory BI in Florida. Uh, okay. So is that why the, the PIP fraud is so relevant, is so, is so you know, rampant yes. or whatever is because of that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they're trying to institute a 2550 minimum limit mandatory BI. Um. But about 25% of our drivers are uninsured. So that will significantly raise the rates of some people Yep. Um, while probably lowering the rates of others. So it'll be, uh, it hasn't been as, as much in the forefront of my head as uh, homeowners has been. But I, every day it just looks like commercial is a better option. <laughs> so have you thought about going a little bit more commercial because of that? I mean, is the commercial property, is the commercial property as much of a problem product line as it's not. residential? No. I okay. mean, it's not, but the majority of our commercial property is ENS. Okay. Yeah, you know, we just don't have, you know, travelers isn't writing, you know, homeowners or property insurance or or commercial insurance in Florida like that. Um, and it, but there's lots of markets out there for it. Um, we're probably a 60, 40 split, 40% commercial. I can't do anymore because I'm the only one that does it. Yeah. Inundated right now with our personal line stuff. Right. Ultimately I would like to move more towards commercial, but it's because it's ENS, it's very service heavy from a renewal standpoint. You know, it's new accords every year, new apps, new signatures, new finance agreements or whatever it might be. So (laughs) 
14-hour days are not getting any better. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe State Farm is a better way to go. Right. But right now they can't write homeowners with a roof that's 10 years old or older either. So no, we wouldn't really be, be, be trading yeah. too many other things, but wow. No, exactly. Better, so. And I'd have to write life insurance. So forget it. Right. She <laughs> automatically talks myself out of it. There you go. There you go. I like it. Well, tell me a little bit about your, just your, your journey with all, not, not only all of this, but with the concept of stepping into being that business owner. Cause I know that whenever we come into being a business owner, it's just a different mentality and it's a different mental and emotional space than working in the industry and for other people. Tell me a little bit about your journey with that. You know, it's been pretty easy, but it's really just been me for the most part in the office. Um, when I had, I did have an employee for a while that was here in the office and so we, we've lost that person now and working on replacing, but I work now with somebody who I worked with at State Farm in Maryland as oh, my yeah. office um, agent. So it's kind of interesting because it is a different role. We were both employees there. Um, it's sometimes difficult. Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, not because we're not just employees anymore. Um, but I'm not, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty easy to get. I, I'm not boss. <laughs> My husband will hear this and be like, what do you mean you're not bossy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not like that hard HR, like, you know, you come in, you do this, you do that. That's not, right. that's just not me. Um, I mean, you spend more time, especially right now, working than you do with your own family. So I just try to, I, we just try to enjoy the time that we're here, but know that there's work to get done. And, and the expectation is that it's done. Um, the journey to being a boss, I don't know. I was always in some sort of a management role. So okay. I think the, the part that I struggle with the most now is like I took off part of the day on Monday to spend some time with my parents. And I was like, and something was said about, oh, I didn't know. And I was like, well, I'm, but, but you don't have to. <laughs> but I'm not good at that. Like, I'm just like, right. I'm out. I'm not good at just taking my own time to, to do that because I can. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I don't, I rarely ever take a day off. I mean, I rarely. I feel like an employee to my business. And mm -hmm. maybe that's, maybe that's more it. Like, I don't know. Right. Totally. I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So as I know you had also talked about the fact that you get a lot of business from Facebook groups and from online stuff. Tell me how you achieve that. Because I think that feels very um, difficult to achieve to someone who doesn't do it. And how did you, I mean, I know it kind of takes on its own life at some point, but how did you make that so, you know, and I, I did a, we had our last innovation, it wasn't 2020, I guess 2019, I tried to do a conversation on this and all my slides were not working on the projector. So I kind of had to wing it. <laughs> um, but really, so I've been active in Facebook for a long time. Um, and my, my people are very good promoters of us my clients, my friends, whoever it might be. And our area has a ton of Facebook groups, you know, the neighborhood page, the community, this, the whatever. 
And when somebody asks, people tag us. Sometimes to an embarrassingly a lot. Like, like oh my God, just stop. <laughs> awesome, though. I, I mean, appreciate this, but... I'll get tagged every once in a while, but it's not what I would call on a regular basis or a lot. So it's awesome. every day in multiple posts. Do you incentivize people to do that? Like, no. do you like send thank you gifts or cards no, or referrals? Interesting. No, I'm just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> just jerk. I'm just wondering how to encourage people to. Like do I that. say thank you to them on there. They're sh- simply sharing their experience, and they've never been asked, even in my. Um, like my follow-up email stuff that goes to them after somebody writes a policy, you know, it asks for a review or, or whatever, but, and to follow us on social media. But as soon as somebody comes out there, I have clients who I've never met who email me like they're my best friend who every single time they see something, put our name out there. Nice. It's wonderful. And then once the tags, you know, once somebody tags me, I go in with a, a message that I have saved to my clipboard. So it's consistent every single time. Um, Just kind of tells us, tells them who we are, what we do, um, and the ways that they can contact us. Our website request form is on there and our telephone number. Do you find a lot of people go through your website request form? Do you guys, do you guys require that? No. Okay. Um, But if they call in, we'll do the website request form so that we have all the same consistent information. Yeah. Goes through and asks everything that we need. We we try to push them to the website. You know, we'll offer that up. Like, well, you know, if somebody calls, and what works the best for you? We've got this form where you can do it at your own time. Because we don't have time. Take <laughs> <laughs> the information for you now, whatever you would prefer. Um, and I have I've begun to tell Laura um, if they called in and they said that we were a referral on Facebook. They've called in because they don't want the website request form because it's there every single time. Oh, okay. Because you have because you have that canned because yeah. you have the response that's consistent. Okay, every single time. So if they didn't use it, it's because they wanted to call in and talk to us. So right. I feel like we owe them that. Um, and usually, you know, I've I've gone in there and posted that, so I know who it is. So when the name comes through or whatever, I'm like, hey, those were Facebook people. Right. Um, but it's a lot. And it's for everything, for auto, for home, for business. It's nice. Consistent. And we don't do anything except I'm active in that page. You know, when somebody needs a chiropractor, I recommend my chiropractor who happens to be a client. You know, when somebody needs a dentist, I'm recommending my kid's dentist who isn't a client, but he's somebody I network with. Right. And it just all comes back. Um, nice. It has worked tremendously for us and it it works the same way in IOA somebody needs an agent in Florida people drop my name (laughs) it's the exact same thing my message is usually different you know it's not that canned clipboard because you guys know you know right I don't need to tell you who we are and what we do like just here's here here's our contact info but I love it it's been the absolute biggest form of business we've had in seven and a half years. I don't pay, I pay for one ad in a little like monthly newspaper um, that comes out. And I, I started that when I had zero money um, because I felt like it gave some legitimacy to what you saw on Facebook. 
like we really are a real place with a, you know, with an office and whatever. And it, and maybe you see the the Facebook stuff and then you get your little thing that comes in your mailbox and you're reading it and you're like, oh yeah, I saw that. I don't know. It's the only ad I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, and that's, I think one of the things that we need to, you know, focus on is to, I, I love the, the automation with that, you know, make it easier because when we do get overwhelmed, when we do get stressed, when you're working 12 to 14 hour days, right? Thank goodness you have that automation, you know, Absolutely. otherwise you'd be working 20 hour days, you know, um, to be able to get all that done. Right. I have let go of my business social media. Um, so yay me, I was doing it all myself before. And I finally just kind of bit the bullet and hired a company. Um, I was using one company and just was, it was boring. And if I was using that company and you were using that company, our ads were exactly the same. Oh yeah. No, that every time. Right. Yeah. Um, even though we're in different places, we still have, we have a lot of mutual friends just based on the groups that we're in together. And so it was like, I can't. Carrie's using this one and you're using this one. And I'm, you know, now we're seeing the same thing. And so I reached out to um, a social media company that works with IAOA. I don't know if I can plug on here. So um, welcome to as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, little dog social media, they are phenomenal. And they came through, I've always just kind of used the phrase Florida insurance chick. Um, and, and Danielle, when I had a consult with little dogs, said to me, I want to bring Florida insurance chick to life. I said, okay. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> cause, cause she's me and I'm alive. Um, right. As long as you don't have to kill me first. She I grabbed onto that though. She grabbed onto that. I did. That's and she I mean. is the icon of everything that we do on social, whether it's Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook, um, and she, is that talking in the third person about yourself? I'm not sure. <laughs> but she is, she's adorable. So now I guess it's not the same. <laughs> and and she has fun. Like she had a flood insurance ad the other day where she's like swimming through her house and a cute little bathing suit. I like. How cute. That stuff. I was like, you know, hey, there's some bill in the Senate. Could you go call your legislators? Wow. Oh, they're all over it. They've done such cute stuff for me um and they've really taken this chick and embraced her um and it's been super fun i just actually wrote it down i'm gonna i'm gonna go check them out oh my goodness i love it i love it adorable she's on everything um so yeah if you go to my my um instagram which is florida insurance chick or if you go to the south shore insurance page she's just all over the place now that is fabulous. They let it go, and they're doing a phenomenal job. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you found they're a They're interacting with their posts because they're fun. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's engaging. Yes. You want, and it's memorable. It's something that sticks in people's heads, right? And that, and it connects because the Florida insurance chick, right? They know you're female. Yeah. It's got your, your, your cute little haircut, you know? I mean, it's it's very, it's very you as well. So it's a great connection. I told my mom's my hairstylist and I said to her, can you make my haircut look like this? <laughs> she says, what kind of does? <laughs> that's fabulous. I love it. So, I love it. It's been fun. phenomenal. So. Good. Good. Well, you know what? You have been amazing today. I have really enjoyed our talk. Thank you so much for carving out time on a Friday to you be bet. able to come and talk to me. So I really, really appreciate it. 
You got it. Thank you. It was fun. Well, Michelle, people want to reach out to you. How would you like for them to find you? Well, they can find me on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So on Facebook, my name is different. It's Michelle Mosier Remhan. I did not change my name professionally when we got married. And Instagram, I'm Florida Insurance Chick. And then my website is southshoreins.com. Our contact info. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope people reach out to you and ask you tons of questions. So I'm excited awesome. about that. I think that's awesome. Thank so you. everybody, thank you so much for listening today as we talk to Michelle and everybody go ahead and, and subscribe to the podcast because we do have a new podcast every single Wednesday where we talk to powerful women in the insurance space, learn about their story, learn about their journey and learn about how they're out there knocking it out of the ballpark, taking care of other people in our community with all their insurance needs. Do make sure that you do subscribe and I appreciate you guys listening today and everybody have a great week.